Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Violet Reiki Radio. My name is Rose Jimenez and I'm your host here every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. with Violet Reiki Radio, a show that brings you all things Reiki, Reiki topics. Um, I would like to thank the founders of the Seika Network for giving me this wonderful opportunity to bring this show to the public where each week we talk about Reiki, all things surrounding Reiki, its history, the progress being made in Reiki with Reiki going mainstream. We discuss the roots and discovery of Reiki, uh, Reiki practices. We also discuss things that the founder of Reiki, Mikao Usui, was very much interested in, and that is martial arts, spirituality, different forms of religion, different um, social, cultural um, habits and and, um, issues and things. And uh, we also discuss, uh, you know, we have psychics on from time to time, numerologists, uh, astrologists, because Mikao Sui, the founder of Reiki, was also very interested in metaphysics and intuition, and all of that. Um, this evening, well, just to backtrack, Reiki, if you don't know, is a universal life force energy. It is an intelligent energy of love and wholeness. It understands the cause of problems and what healing is necessary. Reiki energy has a wisdom of its own, healing and balancing all aspects of a person's mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Reiki is a blessing, an instantaneously conferred sacred potential for healing, protection, personal and spiritual development. See, back then when uh, Reiki was founded, the early 1900s, 
um, Mikado Sui knew it was all about the body, mind, and spirit. And it's refreshing to see here in the West nowadays that doctors and people in the uh, healing professions are coming to realize it's not just all about the body. Body works in connection with the mind and the spirit. My website, if you'd like to go check out what I do and what I have to offer, is www.violetrosereiki.com. And you can email me at rose at violetrosereiki.com. I have a host of services, a list of services, because I also believe mind, body, spirit. You have to heal and you have to balance all three. So give me a visit. And also on Facebook, I want you all to know, I have a page that is called Reiki Ward. Reiki Ward was formed three years ago to provide free distant Reiki healing for anyone who asks for it. So check out Reiki Ward. It's a page on Facebook. And we do two to three rounds of healing a day. Request comes into the page, into Reiki Ward. We start it immediately when we when we access the request. And then after we send Reiki, and we have about two to 300 practitioners on Reiki Ward working with us, uh, sending distance healing. Once the request is started, we then put your request on our crystal healing grid for 24-7 energy work and distance healing. And once the request comes in, we keep sending the distance Reiki until the person who put in the request asks us to stop. So please check out Reiki Ward. Check out on Facebook, Violet Rose Reiki. Also, Violet Rose Reiki can be found on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Google+. Uh, who's the other one? LinkedIn. We're all over the place. Just, just Google Violet Rose Reiki. <laughs> this evening, my guest is Janet Straight Arrow. And Janet is a medical intuitive, a shaman, teacher, sage, astrologer, Reiki master, integrative medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual counselor, life and health coach, yogi, author, and entrepreneur. She's a whole woman. Uh, Janet has been teaching healing through many methods of body, mind, emotion, spirit, and soul since 1981. Coaching and facilitating energy healing with people since 1994. Speaking, teaching, and published in magazines with a worldwide web presence since 1996. Clients say Janet is one of those people who changed their world just by being. Janet has dedicated her life to living, teaching, healing, and assisting people to be the medicine, live the power of you. This profound work has helped thousands of individuals, couples, and families from all walks of life heal and live their best life after struggles with disease, depression, relationships, career, life purpose, and seemingly impossible challenges. 
You can contact and discover more about Janet and Be The Medicine at www.bethemedicine.com and more recent updates and blogs on www.janetstraightarrowconsulting.com. You can reach Janet at 973-647-2500 and her email is janetbethemedicine at gmail.com. She also has, I know there's something called Oasis for the Soul. That might be her, her local office, but when we bring Janet on, we'll have her explain all of this wonderful stuff to us. Um, give me a second here. I think I forgot to open up chat room. While I do that, why don't we listen to a little music and I will be right with you. You're listening to Violet Reiki Radio on the Seika Network through blogtalkradio.com with your host, Reiki Shihan Rose Jimenez, your source for all things Reiki in love, light, and healing. Okay, we are back. Let me see. Now that I fooled around in the control room and I got the chat open, let me see if my next feat will be bringing Janet on. Hello. Welcome. You're on Violet Reiki Radio. Janet? Yes. Yes, I did it. Thank you so much for asking me to be on the show. Thank you so I much pre- for agreeing. Yes. I'm honored. So I have been following you me. and watching you as Be the Medicine for a long time now. And just your face. I mean, when I look at you, you beam out so much beautiful light. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to be where she is. I want whatever she's doing. (laughs) (laughs) I want some of that that light and some of that shine on me. Yeah, it's wonderful. Oh, how sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, tell us, how did you get to where you are? How did you... You know, well, it's been a very long journey. I'm I'm 62 years old. Whenever I tell people I'm 62, they think I'm crazy because I look more like 40. Yeah. And um, 
But I've been the medicine for myself since I was 15. I grew up in a home where my dad was, he was actually given last rites of the church when my mom was pregnant with me. And for 20, almost 21 years, he kept getting very sick and almost dying and coming back. And, and so I was very sickly. My whole family was very sickly. And when I was 15, the doctor told me that I was going to die young and that I was going to be worse than my dad and die younger. Oh, and God. That didn't sit well with me. I decided I didn't like that scenario and that I was going to change that. I was very tuned into the teachings that were coming through said from Jesus in my church, but I didn't necessarily agree with what they were doing with them. But Jesus healed with his intent, with his love, with his touch. And I just knew that we didn't have to be sicker in pain anymore. And I was very sickly, and I was in a lot of pain. I had a lot of surgeries. And I said, I'm not doing this anymore. And I started to study how can I heal myself. And I started to study nutrition, Edgar Cayce. Now, this was 47 years ago. Um, and just kept, I just kept studying different things, and I said, I, I, I intend to get well. Self-care was a big thing, and also getting out of that hypnosis of the medicine all the time. Um, I didn't like medicine. I didn't feel it healed me, and I wanted to find natural ways to heal myself, so I started to look at many, many things, and, um, studied yoga very young. Um, The spirituality piece was a very important piece, and I remember, Rose, you said that that was something that you noticed about me, that that was very much highlighted in my work. All healing is spiritual healing. We have been hypnotized away from understanding that we're spiritual beings in a physical body. Without spirit, we don't heal. Right. And... I have studied all around the world, all different traditions, and when I was 40, I met a shaman, and here I was, a realtor, studying healing, and my broker, I was a real estate broker, my broker said, you've got to meet this shaman I met this morning. I'm like, a shaman in New Jersey? What are you talking about? (laughs) So, I went to meet him, this was 1992, Um, I went to meet him, and he was this slight man with long black hair and a ponytail and the moccasins and the jeans and the T-shirt, the native T-shirt. And he grabs my hands and he looks in my eyes and he says, you're a shaman just like me. And I'm looking at my red pinstripe suit and I'm looking at him in his jeans. <laughs> I'm looking at all this weird stuff in the store and I'm looking at my blue Mercedes outside and I'm like... I don't think it's going to be just like you. <laughs> but what it what it was was the heart and soul of us very much right. similar focused. So, right. but that I'd been working with my guide since I was little, and I said to them, "You didn't tell me anything about this shaman stuff." They said, "Oh, we've got to leave something up to surprise you." <laughs> well, there's always a surprise. 
And I just, op- from that moment on, they had actually told me when I was 40, I was going to open up to my mission fully. So, mm-hmm. and oh, thank it's goodness. Like, yeah, so so I, um, I, they told me when I was very young I was going to be writing many books and I'm going to be teaching around the world. And I'm like, well, that's nice, but I'm nursing my first daughter right now. And so I've learned to live a very spiritual life, being a woman in the world, being a mother, being a head of household because I divorced. Um, And I kept looking for more and more answers to healing, to feeling better, to awakening spirituality, to integrating what I did in my real estate career, which is very unusual. And I didn't realize how unusual until looking back on it. I, um, when I went into real estate, people said, Janet, you're too nice. You can't go into real estate. You're too nice. I said, I'm going to change the paradigm for real estate. So I worked with people at a very high conscious level, telling them the truth all the time, being very aware of what they needed, helping them make decisions, working in their best interest, and also taking care of myself and my family. And I figured out how to make it work for me being a mother. And the realtors would watch me and they go, how are you doing this? (laughs) You know, you're working less hours than we are and you're making more money. And the the board of realtors actually asked me to to speak to the community because I went into real estate right after the 88 stock market crash, or was it 87? I went in at 88. And I started to do very well very quickly because I paid a lot of attention. I had some background in real estate-related language, but it really wasn't that. It was really my intent and my focus. Uh-huh. And I decided that I was going to make more money in less time, do a good job, work high ethics. And I taught this at the Board of Realtors, and the first thing I told them all, there was 50 in the in the room, I said, you always have to tell the truth. And I have to tell you on Facebook, whenever I talk about the truth, I don't get as many likes on those posts. I don't either. One thing, one thing I can, I can definitely agree with you. You know, some of the times on Facebook, I will post things that are real truths. And those posts are the things that force people to what I say, you know, have the conversation with the mirror and they have to talk to themselves and say, am I doing this or, or is this the right thing to do? They don't get very many likes because I yeah. feel people don't really want to look inside themselves. It's like, no, 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 I'll look at the puppies and I'll look at the unicorns and the flowers. But you want me to improve myself, develop myself, heal myself? I don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's something actually, Rose, about the truth. And having a name like Straight Arrow. You've got to realize it's going to be about the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So once I opened yeah. up my my shamanic uh, lineages, I just was guided to go here and there and study, and that shaman uh, taught me a lot and shared a lot with me. And then I started to study energy medicine, and I started with, Reiki in 1994, and I was like, why isn't everybody doing this? 
This is yep. so beautiful and so immediate and so connected, and I just loved it. And so I worked with a very wonderful Reiki master, was also a hypnotherapist, and she was very dedicated to Reiki. I was very fortunate to find such a, a good teacher. And um, I studied with her for two years. I did some apprenticing with her. And I opened up my own practice right away because it was part of my calling. And I learned so much working with people. When I taught uh, Reiki as a normal part of my work, which I don't now anymore, I just passed it on to a student, um, I would have them study with me for two years. And then once we went to Reiki Master, I said, welcome to kindergarten. Right, because you because even with those two years of doing a lot of work on each other and themselves, it's not until you really get into practice that you learn. Right, and you you learn big time, don't you? <laughs> oh yeah, and you know you're learning all the time. I mean, every Reiki session I go into, I learn something new. Every class I teach, I learn something new. So it's a never-ending process of learning. I love that part. I so that that's just great. You know. I am never bored. <laughs> no, me neither. Janet, I'm so happy to hear someone else say that because I hear a lot of, oh, I'm so bored. I can't comprehend boredom. I've never, you know, I'm behind you. I'm going to be 58 now uh, next week. And oh, happy I've, birthday. <laughs> thank you. I've never been bored. I don't know what boredom is. <laughs> Yeah, well, when my when my my daughters said that when they were young, I said, "There's no such thing as bored. There's boring, and that's you. So change Ooh. it up." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm uh, teaching them. They're they're responsible for their own happiness. They're responsible right. for their own entertainment. You know, right? Right. You can't be codependent. Exactly. You can't be codependent on another human being for your happiness. For your entertainment, yeah. for your companionship, you know, it it you have to be comfortable and you have to enjoy being with yourself because all that other yeah. stuff, when you become codependent on another or on a situation, that's when you invite depression into your life, sadness, boredom, all of the above, right? Right, right. So you know, Janet, what I want to ask you: What is this oasis for the soul? Is that so Oasis for the Soul was the name of my healing center, okay. and Be the Medicine is my work. But the problem is when you have two different names, it's confusing to people. So I pretty much use Be the Medicine now. Okay. Um, but it's all one day Oasis for the Soul. I see a healing center in the Caribbean on the out, overlooking the water. It's oh, I like that. I like that vision. <laughs> it's, it's an octagon. It has pools, and it's beautiful. So that that is has has been a vision for a long time that was given to me. So we'll see. But yes, I I people always say when they work with me, this is an oasis for this is an oasis for the soul because they come in and they're comfortable and they're they're loved. And I have to, you know, if there are any healers here, it's very important to do your personal work every day. If you don't know what it is, find a mentor. Because as healers, 
facilitating healing, we want to keep evolving. We want to keep releasing any fear, anger, ego. And we want to welcome the light that we are and open the light that we are more and more. And I find that too many healers don't do enough of their own work and then they take on a lot of energy and problems from people because they need more they need more healing and teaching as well. So I just need to throw a plug in for that. I am a mentor for healers and I do love to support people. That was a plug for you, Janet, because oh. too many <laughs> yeah. Too many healers and I find this is becoming an epidemic among healers. Too many healers are running themselves down and running themselves dry, and they're working on fumes, which is a disservice not only to themselves, but to their clients, to the people they're doing the healing work on or for, because you cannot um, be uh, doing healing for someone or facilitating healing or helping to anyone if you're not 100% yourself. And the daily work on yourself is something that does refill your cup or fill up your tank or however you want to put it. Um, And that's very important. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, thank you. The work, Be the Medicine, is the work that I started to work on when I was 15. How can we heal ourselves? Healing is a lifestyle. Healing is a choice. Um. When I work with people, because I've studied so many different levels, I have a degree in psychology, nutrition, I've studied with a lot of alternative people, I've studied energy medicine in all different ways, Uh, shamanism, I've worked through a lot of shamanism, and there's a lot of basics, and I find that the basics that I've been channeling and working with since a child were from the higher dimensions, because I I always sounded a little weird to some people, and I didn't understand why, because it all made sense to me. The truth makes sense. When you're working with nonsense or half-truths, you're confused, you don't feel comfortable, you need to trust yourself. Every time I studied a healing modality and found more answers, I always found more questions. So I kept following the questions to fill in the missing pieces about healing. And I've been guided my whole life. I've followed my guidance. Um, one time I had some questions about actually one of, the, one of the, the basic tools that I teach that's really profound soul work. And I finished working with this one teacher and I knew he didn't have any more for me. And I put my hands up and I said, okay, where's the rest? And I put it on a shelf, so to speak, and I I let it come to me. Two months later, in the middle of the night, I get woken up and get told, go to the computer and look up the author of the book on the practice you're interested. And I found somebody in France. (laughs) I I went camping in France to learn the rest, and she had two... Uh, two day, uh, two two day classes in a week. In English, she had she had some in other languages as well. And she said, if no one else signs up, I will just work with you. Well, I spent eight days with that woman, and I'm so grateful. She was a beautiful teacher, and we shared lots of stories 
and experiences, and she filled in all the missing pieces. And I tell people, if you ask, it will come to you. It may not come today. It may not come next week or next month, but it will come. And uh, people are very impatient. (laughs) I've learned to be very patient (laughs) and to trust timing. (laughs) A lot of people poo-poo in the business world, poo-poo. It's nothing about timing. Everything is about timing. I'm also an astrologer. And let me tell you, when certain planets... When certain planets hit things, you can't help but certain things happen. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, Jim, so, I have someone here who I think has a question. Let's see. Okay. Let's see who we have. Hi, you're on Violet Reiki Radio with Rose and Janet. Who am I speaking with? Hello? Okay. I don't know about you, Janet, but I think that person fell asleep. (laughs) Oh, well, maybe they fell off. So anyway, I wanted to share some things that are really important, that I find to be very important, and may not always be spoken about, because I thought, wow, here I have an opportunity to share something. Hopefully nothing's really new, but after studying all the healing modalities, I was, I'm always writing and ruminating. And people always ask me, what are you doing with people? What do you do in a session? I can't figure it out. You, do, you have so much on your website. And I realized the most important thing I do with people is I love them. Unconditionally love them. They walk in. There's no judgment. Mm-hmm. I'm open to who they are and why they're there. And then we work with intention and there's always energy work going on, but there's always helping them love and accept themselves because, honestly, after all that I've studied, that's the most important healing there is. When you love yeah. and accept yourself, you heal. Yeah. And people say, how do I do that? And I remember I I lost a daughter six and a half years ago. She died suddenly of a pulmonary embolism. Lisa, and Mm -hmm. grief is a time that our culture just has no, talking about having no patience for, no patience for people in grief. No, no understanding. No understanding. And so, and, you know, I had, unfortunately, I've had enough grief, but when it's your child, it's very different. And I had everybody giving me a hard time in different ways except for my ex-husband, which was very lovely. And I just loved myself through that time. I said, leave me alone. Allow me my own process. I know what I need. Uh-huh. And I find that people don't do that for themselves. They don't listen to themselves. They don't love themselves enough to heal. Uh Grief takes allow, years. Them, allow themselves to heal. Yeah. Yeah. People want it yesterday, but it took your whole life to get here. If you have a trauma, there's a lot of there's a lot of healing to do. So um I started out with Reiki and doing incredible energy work and people had magnificent results. I had doctors' offices calling me. But I found that people weren't doing anything to follow it up and that's what that's why I studied so many other things. How can I help people be the healer of themselves? 
because everybody says, well, we're just a facilitator, but honestly, in this Western culture, people want us to do it. So how can I help people facilitate their own healing has been a big part of developing Be the Medicine and on the practice that I that I work with. And I started to see how people mind, biggest one, body, emotions, spirit and soul, they all have to be aligned with your highest self and truth. And that is a tall order, but it's a great path. It's a great path to see, you know, where am I still not taking care of myself emotionally? Where am I speaking against myself? Where am I not resting enough? I remember I I started studying with a yoga teacher last year, and she said, you are yoga. She said, you are taking care of yourself in this class. Because it was a very advanced class, and I wasn't, you know, there's different parts of my body that I'm very careful not to overstretch because I'm very flexible. She said, Janet, people don't do that. They push themselves too hard. They get hurt. And then they have problems. Mm-hmm. And so for for everyone, I just suggest that you start listening to your body. That was the first, one of the first things I, I started when I was a teenager. I said, where am I not taking care of myself? Where am I not wearing enough clothes? You know, teenagers run around half naked in the winter. Right. <laughs> started, wearing, started wearing hats because I had uh, lung problems. That was one of my main problems. And... Um, you know, t- love yourself. Love yourself through everything. And we have such terrible thoughts of judgment and fear and blame and shame. And so work that you do to release those voices, release those beliefs, is an important part of self-work. Um, letting go of doubt. We are brilliant people. We know everything. I just did a wrote a blog called uh, Connecting to Your Internet, I-N-N-E-R, net, better <laughs> than the Internet. Uh-huh. Because we, our bodies know everything, but learning how to tune into them, learning how to listen, learning how to follow. Your body has... An, has all the intelligence you need, all the connection, all the wisdom. And so that's a very important thing that I'd like to to tell people. The piece about health, we are perfect health. Our nature is perfect health. And this is something that I had tapped into at 15. Like this does not have to happen. Our nature is not to get sick. Our nature is to be well. So to look at ourselves, where are we out of alignment with health? Where do we need more self-care? Where do we need to eat more nutritionally? Where where are we best to change jobs maybe? There's so many things that we do because we think we're supposed to when supposed to is hurting us and breaking down our body and our mind and our spirit and not in alignment with our spirit and soul. So I recommend to people, you deserve happiness and you are health. 
So if you focus on health rather than disease, happiness rather than depression, you're going to change the channel and you're going to be guided in that direction because that's our nature. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. I remember years ago uh, when I was just, you know, just got gotten um, divorced and I was like, God, what do I do? And I had gotten a copy of the four agreements and I read it and said, you know, this guy's right because I'm trying to live this dream that just doesn't resonate with me at all. And it's the dream that I've been fed by my parents, my grandparents, society, employers, teachers, whatever. It doesn't feel like it fits. And then when I read the four agreements, I'm like, these make a lot of sense and these do fit. And I started following them and a whole new life opened up because, you know, we're not, we're all individuals. We're as individual as snowflakes and what works for one doesn't work for the other. And who says we have to live our lives this way or that way? Yeah. So it helped me a great deal. And, um, Walking to the beat of my own drum is it's been so refreshing and freeing. I, I you know recommend that to everyone. You can't live a cookie cutter lifestyle. Well, living from your heart is how you you connect to that internet. Living from your right. knowing, living from what resonates with you, that's how your life can work. When we live against that, that's when we get depressed. That's when we get sick. That's when we get sad because we're not living our truth. So living, finding out what your truth is, because a lot of people say to me, how do I do that? It's just start listening every day. Stop being nice. I have this whole piece on nice disease, that it's the silent <laughs> killer, because everybody's trying to be nice so that nobody will get mad at them. And people get mad at you more when you're nice because you're not telling the truth. And people innately, and I tell women, you think your husbands aren't spiritual. I'm going to just in half, in, you know, 10 minutes, I'm going, to, I'm going to show you how spiritual your husbands are. You're not paying attention. You're looking for something different. Uh, people, oh, they're very connected. They may not have the same language as you, but open up to who people are, and connect to them from the from the heart instead of all the judgments in your head and how people look and how they're supposed to be and they're not doing it the way I think. People have so much to teach us and share with us and have fun with us and then turn that self-acceptance, <laughs> acceptance into you. That's the biggest thing is to love yourself. Um, I can't say that enough. Oh, yeah, because we're all so afraid. It's like I, I make it very clear that I'm not a fan of multitasking. And if you've ever looked for a job anytime recently, you'll see in all the classified ads, it's like, must multitask. Well, I translated that into, um, okay, I'm putting this ad in here for an admin assistant who has to multitask, who has to know bookkeeping, who has to know how to manage and all of this. And the salary is $20,000 a year. In truth, in actual truth, I'm looking for an office manager whose value is anywhere from sixty dollars to $80,000 a year in salary. But because I can get over and people are desperate for jobs and I've learned how to be false 
I'm advertising for an admin assistant at $20,000 a year who must do all these things. And yeah. it's like, that, that, I can't, that is corporate greed at its biggest. Because a lot of the employers are doing that nowadays. They want the, they want the most for the buck, and they don't really care because if one person comes in and can do it, then fine. If not, they'll just, you know, get another one in there. There's no more honesty, worth, ethic, whatever you want to call it, as there was years ago. And you see that word all over the place, multitask. Has, must work quickly, you know, efficiently, multitasking. They're trying to kill everybody with stress because years ago you looked for a job and, you know, okay, these are the qualifications I need, can manage, can do some light bookkeeping or what have you, you know, but there's multitasking and has to do so many things and must be quick and must be a you, you like You want to beat a dead horse or what? That's why everybody is so stressed out from work. People in their jobs nowadays are, are being killed from stress, trying well, to conform to that. Yeah. Well, one of the shamans that I apprenticed with, the first thing he said was, stop multitasking. Yes. And the reason he said that, and I was a, you know, I was a single mom. I was a multitasker supreme, right? Right. Um, But you're not present. With anything when you're multitasking. And when you're not present, everything takes longer, not shorter. Right. And you're not doing the job well, so you have to go back to it or you have mistakes. So learning to be present is also part of the spiritual journey of healing is to be present with what is. And one thing that I teach healers as well, because a lot of people who work with me are healers, including doctors and ministers and therapists, um, teaching them to slow down, be present, allow yourself to tap into who you're working with because you're wasting a lot of time when you're working from your head. When we work from our heart and our knowing, we connect to people and we know exactly what they need. And so allowing ourselves to slow down and be present instead of in our head looking at what's next or what else needs to be done or all that, being present, loving yourself enough to take time for yourself. People say, well, I don't have time. I love this, Rose. I teach this breathing technique that's very powerful. And when I first taught it, it was a little bit more extensive than it is now. And people said, I don't have time to breathe. Now, exactly. How silly is that? But people speak like that. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. I had a client who worked with me for six months, once a week. And at the end of the six months, she called me up and she said, now this was a woman who never had enough time, never got everything done every day. And she was a stay-at-home mom with two kids. Husband worked in New York City, which is about an hour or so from where I, uh, where she lived, and um, she never had enough time. After six months, she called me and she said, Janet, I have three extra hours in my day. What do I do with three extra hours? And I said, I was talking to her on the phone, I said, I see a closet in the next room there, and I see it full of art supplies. I said, it, it seems like you haven't been activating your artist for a long time. She said, yes. I said, see, we waste Mm -hmm. 
up to 80% of our day. And that was something that I've been working with since I was in my 20s as well. Um, How to be more efficient, conserve energy, maximize your time, relax and enjoy life. Because this is all we have. I watched my father die for the first 21 years of my life, and I realized life is precious. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to live that way. And I noticed that that's how a lot of people live. They live busy, not doing what they love, not paying attention to their kids. If I see another mother on the phone instead of being with their child, I'm going to go take it away. It's yeah, it's really bad. It's very bad. They, they're with their children and they're texting their friends or whatever. It's really sad. Well, it's 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 a, it's cross ages too. People go to dinner and they're on their phones and they're not even talking. So, but that's another subject, Rose. So <laughs> that's um, a whole other subject. That's a whole other show. Uh huh. Yeah, but the most important part of the work of Viva Medicine is to the more you are, and what I found as I got into this work, and this has been 47 years, that it's really a path of enlightenment. It's a path of ascension. Because when we really master all the different pieces that I teach and are laid out quite quite a bit on my websites, we move into love and light and all those beautiful quotes and teachings you see on my Facebook pages that inspire people every day. I get so many emails and messages, thank you. I check you every day and you make my day and have yeah. helped me change my life. Well, I didn't get there from nowhere. It took a lot of love. It took a lot of healing. It took a lot of releasing. I had more family issues than I'm sure everybody's got plenty of family issues, karmic issues, all that. Healing all of that, it's all possible. We don't have to be stressed. A lot of our stress is because we hold on to the past, and we don't even know how. Um, A lot of the shamanic work helped me go a lot deeper, and my work is to be streamlined. Straight Arrow is cutting through the stuff, seeing very deeply, and healing what's causing, and helping all the different pieces along the way. We can heal ourselves, and I'd like to share that with your audience. We can heal ourselves. We don't have to be sick or in pain. We don't have to be depressed either. I've helped a lot of people get off meds. I've helped a lot of people with extreme anxiety, men as well, Mm -hmm. um, lawyers and such, and they're amazed that, wow, I don't have to be stressed. No matter what's going on, I don't have to be stressed. We're patterned for drama. We're patterned for stress. Oh, yes. We're patterned. We're patterned to do that. We're patterned for problems. Instead of, I was reading a book where they said someplace in the Himalayas there was a temple and that if you, if, if a part of the wall was broken off, it healed itself immediately. And they said, whether this was truth or not, this was a metaphor for truth, that it's because only positives can emanate in that temple, only positive words. You can't even think a negative word in there. And I've been reading a lot about that with several sources. 
lately that have been reinforcing. If you speak only positive words, you're going to open up to the truth of who you are and the truth of life and the truth of love and the truth of healing. But everything, every time you say but, <laughs> they say everything after but is bullshit. Well, that's true. <laughs> but what about this and what about that and what about, like, stay in love and you're living at that vibration and you're helping to transform. If we focus on the problem, we become the problem. If we focus on the solution and question and that has been a big thing working with people as well, teaching people how to question everything. Because we take so much as truth that's not truth, and we don't look behind the door to say, well, I got a diagnosis of this, or this is all I'm experiencing now. Nobody says, what else is there? Nobody no. does. What's the and answer? Nobody, it's like, and, right. Nobody questions. It's like, you know, you go, I mean, I've seen people just here and there, you know, diagnosed with cancer and they're going into chemo and they're doing the, and it's like, why don't you question or why don't you attempt another way of healing? You're just, it's like a cow to the slaughter. The doctor said this and the doctor said that. Okay, I accept it. Why? Start questioning. Start looking. Start moving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, take when I part in your with... own healing. You know, I mean, you have to take part in your own healing. You can't expect someone else to do it all for you. Well, that's the old paradigm. The boss is going to take care of me. The company's going to take care of me. The doctor's going to take care of me. And that was not that. That doesn't work that way. No. We have to take care of ourselves and love ourselves enough and not care if anybody else agrees. And the other piece that I would love to talk about is the white sheep in the family. You'll love this, Rose. The white sheep so, in the family? I love it already. The white sheep in the family. <laughs> so so people come to me, and they're the, they're the odd person in their family, right? They're into holistic healing. They're into spirituality. They don't <laughs> want to talk negative in the family. So well, Jenny, I thought all this time I was the black sheep of the family. <laughs> well, I call it the white sheep because cool. we're not black. We're okay. white. So I say we're the white sheep of the family because we're here to break through the paradigm, right? We're here to create, just like I was in real estate, I create a new paradigm. Creating a new paradigm as healers, as people, as mothers, fathers, as as bosses, as workers, you know, just to to live consciously, to live caring, to live paying attention to what's going on and not and not following what doesn't work. Right. We want to be curious and open and the highest spirituality makes perfect sense. Spirituality is not, because people always say, Janet, you're the real deal and you're not woo-woo or anything. You're very grounded. I said, when you speak truth and when you speak the highest truth, it makes perfect sense. If you're confused, if it doesn't feel right, you're you're not in truth. There's something missing or there's something skewed. 
And so knowing that if you're the oddball in the family and everybody's mad at you, and by the way, you're happy and healthy, why do you have to try to please them? Because they're not going to be pleased because you're breaking the paradigm of the family, right? Uh So you just be loving to them. Don't try to fix them and don't try to match them, but just be an example. Right. Janet, we're going to take a little break here because someone just uh, told me in the chat room that we went dead air. So I'm going to play a little announcement and check my, um, my studio here, okay? So don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, very good. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. Annie Lennox of Eurythmics for Rad. Please don't drink and drive, and don't drive if someone else has been drinking. Thank you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one... In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... Is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Hi, this is Eddie Morales from Ticket It Old School on KCAA 1050 AM. I want to take this opportunity to invite you to the martial arts event of the year, the Masters Hall of Fame on Saturday, June 22, 2013 at the Orange County Hilton, located in Costa Mesa, California. This year's theme is Women in the Martial Arts. Our guest speaker will be Lisa the Black Widow King. We will be honoring many legends in the martial arts. Join Dan and I from Ticket It Old School at the Masters Hall of Fame Saturday. June 22, 2013. Get your tickets now at MastersHallOfFame.org. 
And now, on with the show. Okay, Janet, we're back. Wonderful. uh, I heard that people listening on the Internet are having a problem hearing, but those who are listening via telephone can hear the show. So uh, it took someone half a dozen of the other. I don't know. (laughs) But I sent out feelers to uh, ask people to tell me how it's going on their end. And we have a caller. Let me see if we can take a call right now, and then we'll get back to what we were discussing. Area code 360, you're on with Rose and Janet. Hi. Um, Hi. Oh, I just noticed that you had that, um, that you had the medical intuition. Yeah, who are we speaking to? What's your name, dear? Um, my name is Lori. Hi, Lori. Hi. I was looking at your site right now and seeing that article that you wrote called The Shamanic Calling. Ah, mm-hmm. a little bit about my story. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and yeah, people, for people to understand shamanism a little bit more, it is a calling. It's not just taking a few classes and journeying. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. questions I do had you a, have? Well, um, I'm wondering, like, I, I fell on the stairs, you know, and... um I really hit my tailbone hard, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I don't want to, you know, go and have to spend $65 at the ER room to get an x-ray, but I'm probably going to have to get an x-ray anyway, but I'm wondering if you could intuitively tell whether it's broken or or if it's just bruising. Well, it's not something I do on the radio. Uh-huh. Um yeah, it's not something I do on the radio. I need to spend some time tuning in and just checking things out. I, I don't like to do things spontaneously like this. Yeah. Um, so if you tune into your body, mm-hmm. if you take a moment and tune into your body, okay, and you let go of any fear or any anything you think you're supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) What is your body telling you that it needs? Oh, it needs a lot. (laughs) Um, Well, obviously, if you fell on your tailbone, there's a message here. Yeah. Right? So what what is... what is your tailbone telling you? Survival, that issue here. Yeah, a lot of people do right now. Uh-huh. Lori, I'm a going to interject of... here because um, I don't advertise this a lot, but I'm a psychic. And what I'm picking up with you right now is when you fell, you were not centered, you were not balanced, and you had a lot of things going on in your head. They're showing me like almost a tornado swirling around your head. So you weren't present in the moment, and because of that, the fall occurred. Mm -hmm. You need to 
ground yourself and you need to center yourself and you need to work on, as Janet was saying, you know, you need to be in the present and you need to be fully focused on you and the present moment you're in. I think there's a lot going on in your mind and you shouldn't feel any stress or any type of command that you must do A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four. I think if you take a breath and, and do some deep breathing and focus on one thing at a time, and as Janet says, you know, your body will tell you what you need to focus on in the moment. I think that would help you a lot. I don't know. Janet, do you think that would help her? Well, what I was getting is to connect to the divine, Mm-hmm. and your intention is to clear anything that's distracting you, anything that you said you're in, you have survival issues going on. You've got a lot going on. So mm-hmm. you can't possibly be in the present with that. So let's bring you into the present. And I'm going to, that gentle breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth, very gentle, no big, no big breaths, no big American supersized breaths. Just gentle in through the nose and out through the mouth. And in through the nose and out through the mouth. Very gently. And everybody, just it's a wonderful practice to bring us, to slow us down, to bring us present. And this literally will clear energy that's distracting you, mind, emotions, in through the nose and out through the mouth. Do it up to five minutes, and you're going to find yourself present and accounted for. And when thoughts come in your head, you're going to blow them away and not follow them with your thoughts. Just keep letting go. If you want a mantra for this, it would be let go. Let go of all the stress, all the worry, all the fear. And then you're going to find that you're suddenly present. And... You can think straight for the first time in a while. How is that working for you? That seems to be working. <clears throat> so probably gonna have to do it for a while, but um Yeah. When I'm aware you, of my pain in my my sacrium area. And um Yeah. Does it feel broken? It feels like it possibly could be fractured. Yeah, because you're getting you're getting that intuitive hit from your body. I would trust that. Mhm. And I would take care of it. Yeah, because it's, it's been like about a week, not almost a week now. And if if I and then today when I bumped it getting in the car, I could feel the pain in there, and I'm like, oh boy, it's still there. And this breath is also very good for for. Releasing pain. Release pain with the breath. And yes, I tell people to do this breath all day long because we're so used to managing stress, managing thoughts, managing emotions, and we're exhausted, right? Mm -hmm. And confused. Just connect to the divine. Very important, connect to the divine. Your intention is to clear your thoughts, your emotions, the energy that's affecting you right now, interior and exterior, and just breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. 
And instead of sucking in more things or instead of engaging in a lot more things that aren't getting you anywhere, right? Yeah. You want to let go. Let go. Let go. And, yes, you could do this for a long time because you're going through a lot, sweetheart. But the more you do this, the more you're going to be aware, you're going to make better choices, you're going to catch yourself thinking in the wrong direction and start bringing yourself to center and saying, how can I help myself? So when you're asking questions, you're really asking your higher self, that Internet I was talking about. Yeah. Um, And you'll get the answer. And you know you need to go to have that checked. Yeah. Yeah, you know it. You just wanted somebody to confirm it for you. Um, But you want to take care of your life. How can I how can I make my life work for me? And right. I go through struggles every day. I have my struggles. Everybody has their struggles. I practice this every day. Breathe, let go, be present. What's going on? Because we can't force ourselves to be in the now because we've got all this stuff going on, right? Mm-hmm. So this breath will help you. And I recommend a second breath to complete it. Um, you may not be able to do this as often, but I would definitely do cycles of reclaiming your own energy because when we take on all this stressful energy, we've given up a lot of our good stuff. <laughs> Scientific term, good stuff. Um, <laughs> so with each breath, you want to connect to the divine and say, I want all my good stuff back and I want all my own energy. And You want to breathe in love and blow it into your body instead of away from you. Breathe in peace, breathe in joy, breathe in confidence, whatever it is that you know you want more of. And you'll be amazed at how, oh, yeah, now I feel connected. (laughs) Now I feel better. Um, Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. Good. To remember Good. to breathe. Breathing. Yep. Keep breathing. And just breathe in important. all the positive and breathe out whatever's negative. Breathe in what what's good and breathe out what no longer serves you. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to email me, um you know what, I'll give you my AOL. I'm in the middle of doing new websites and new email sites. <laughs> Janet Oasis. At AOL dot com. Janet. Janet. J A N E T. Okay. O A S I S. O A O A S I S. At AOL. At AOL. And I will send you more information on that breath. Okay. And that's for anybody online. I'm happy to share it. It's uh, it's something that I've taught to people from all walks of life and. There's a lot of teaching around it. I've taught it over a whole weekend. <laughs> oh. There's a, but it's just to start this breath is going to change your focus and get you more present and help you make good decisions for yourself. And whenever you're feeling stressed or tired or frustrated, just let it go, let it go, let it go. And it'll you'll be amazed at how much better you feel practicing that every day. Okay. 
Thank you. And don't feel don't feel like you're forced upon to do something that doesn't feel right to you. Because a lot of times people want to pressure you, like, well, you have to do this now, or uh, I need an answer from you right now. No. Yeah, no, I hate no, that. Yeah. Nobody right. needs anything from you now. And right. if you're not sure and if you're not ready to answer, you just say to the person, I have to get back to you on that. And then right. you make your decision in your own time, Laurie. You know, right. you need to be the master of yourself and and govern your life you, your way. It's all about you. You're in control. Don't let anyone else try and exert control over you. Mm-hmm. You're in the driver's seat. Yeah. Because when you give your control over to someone else, then you get push-pulled all over the place, and that throws you off balance. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're not obligated to do anything, sweetheart, except be you. That's a good message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just don't. You are you. You are Lori. And God loves you that way. Divine Source loves you that way. And everyone who's meant to be in your life will love you that way. No need for you to change. Okay. And? I had a very, uh, I had a very good, uh, I went to a prayer meeting out here in this little town, and uh, it was pretty powerful. Good. Yeah. Yeah, just following your heart. You don't know where to go to get what you need. Yeah. Yeah, it could be very unusual places sometimes, and sometimes you'll go someplace and you don't have to join anything. I remember I was studying with a Zen master for a while, and he had some new people one night, and he asked everybody why they were there, and there was a young college gal that said, I want to be something. She was so, because she wasn't brought up with religion, which a lot of people aren't anymore. And and I said, I just want to be me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to put a label, Buddhist or anything. It's like, I just want to be me. I'm just learning how to be me. And that's the beauty of this life that we're given is we're learning more how to be ourselves every day. Yeah. You know, just when you think you've got it, that's when you know you're going to have a big learning <laughs> That's like the universe. You're saying to yourself, "I've got it." The universe says, "Nah, not quite." (laughs) Now we got some more for you. (laughs) Yep, learning curve ahead. Yeah, Yeah. but it's all good. I mean, I lost 20 years of my life being a chameleon. I would change color. You didn't like me purple, I'd change it green. You didn't like green, I'll try yellow. And I got so exhausted. After mm-hmm. about 30 years of this, I was so exhausted one day, and I just said, no, no more. I'm done. No more. I didn't care whether anyone liked me. I didn't care if all my friends left. I just got to the point where it had been so oppressive to live like that for so long. I just said, I'm done. And what's the worst thing that could have happened? I mean, I'd have no friends. I was so exhausted, I didn't care. And I just stepped out and said, I'm going to be me, take me or leave me. And I got to tell you, it it worked out fine. (laughs) Because everything I was worried about that was going to occur did not. 
and my life got better. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the friends that come into your life are aligned with the true you. Mm -hmm. So you have better friends. Yeah. Because they stick by you because you're being true and they're being true. And, boy, it's so much fun to be true. No deceit, no trying to please people. Just be. It's so free. It's a tremendous amount. Yeah, it's a tremendous feeling of freedom and power. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. You I want that kind of power in your life, Lori. Yep. Yeah, I feel that. Mhm. I'm glad you brought that up, reminding me. Yeah. Yeah, because we we tend to give our power away without even realizing it. Yeah, I've done that. And then but... all kinds all kinds of stuff happens to us, and we're going, but why? Why? Because you gave your power away, you lost your balance, you lost your clarity, and that's why. Mm-hmm. Get back mm-hmm. on the horse. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. I'll have to remember that. Huh. And the mm-hmm. biggest, whenever I connect people to their soul and their highest level guides, the first thing they tell everybody is, have more fun. Stop being so serious. Yep. Mm. And... You know, when I, I remember studying different spiritual traditions, and some of them are pretty darn serious, I have to say. Mm-hmm. And yep. I, imme- I immediately knew that this wasn't going to work for me, but I learned what they had to teach. Um, but when there's no joy, when there's no spontaneous laughter or positive focus, and nobody's a sinner, and everybody's a master, remembering their mastery, no matter how screwed up they think they are. And the God always loves you, no matter what you do. There's none of this hell business. Hell is our belief in it. Right. And our acting it out. Mm -hmm. So everybody goes to the other side and is loved. And um, I communicate a lot with the other side, and it's just, it's just so blissful. And, yeah, I've heard stories from people. So living, so yeah, the goal of the work that I do is helping people live it here now. Right. Like let's let's be let's let's live the divine life here, and so when we transition, we go to a very high plane and we just have a great time, um, learning more because there's always more learning. There's always more teaching. And uh but when it's in love it's very wonderful. Yeah. Well, my, how much more time do we have? We have got fifteen minutes. Okay, very good. You're welcome. So are you feeling I, better, Lauren, yeah. that you've got this wonderful information to work with now? Yeah. And it reminded me of my one friend that died, you know? And, uh, like, I knew he had died because uh, he came to, his spirit came to visit me. Like, mm-hmm. I was in a dream, like, he was at the end of my bed and he was uh, he was smiling and he was saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and he was, like, happy. 
Oh my goodness, they're so happy on the other side. I oh, my yeah. daughter's with me my daughter's with me all the time, my father's with me all the time. As a matter of fact, they've been letting me know recently how much they've been helping me with my mission. And yeah, they both were happy immediately. You know, I was I was only twenty one, I think, maybe twenty and a half when my father died. But I said, Dad, please go. He was suffering so bad. Mm-hmm. And I knew he was free. You know, when we get out of yeah. the body, we're free. The best testament to life after death that I have and that I can speak about because it's personal experience is my mom, who was my best friend here in her physical vessel. Um, she came down with Alzheimer's in about 1999-2000. And I had to put her in a nursing home. I tried to keep her home here, but I had to put her in a nursing home. And the last two years of her life in that nursing home, she did not know who I was due to the Alzheimer's. I would go visit her, and she didn't know who I was. And that really emotionally affected me a great deal and really would rip my heart out. Here I am in front of my mom. She doesn't know who I am. Well, mom passed away in 2003, and three weeks after she crossed over, I heard her voice. And I'm like, oh, my God. I said, Mom, you're back. And she's like, yes, I am. And she was fine. She was whole. She was healthy. And and we connected. We connected again. Now, here I had not spoken to my mother in the physical plane for two years. And now here she was back. And I'd rather have her the way I have her now in spirit and communicating with me than have a body with what is my mother's soul inside of it and unable to communicate with her. Mm-hmm. And now knowing that she's happy on the other side, it's even better. So, you know, right. they're they're around. I mean, energy, we're all energy. And energy doesn't die. It just transforms. That's it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, my daughter came to me the moment that she died. She died in the ambulance. Wow. And I was working on her, and I saw her chest explode at a distance. And she immediately said, Mom, I'm gone. And then she came, and she stayed with me in the family room until they pronounced her. And here I am with her warm around my neck, and the rest of the family's there, and I couldn't tell them because they all think I'm weird. Uh-huh. But after she died, they started asking me what my experiences were because she kept coming through and she helped me with healing sessions and lots of experiences that we've had together in the past six and a half years. But, yeah, our 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 loved ones are happy. And there's no reason to, you know, our grief is for ourselves missing them in the physical, but they're happy. They're not missing yeah. anything. People say, oh, they miss having children or they miss... They didn't miss anything. They're having a good old time. That's right. Yeah. 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 We have another so, caller here. Let me okay. let me see who we have on the line. Okay. Or do you want to hang out or do you want to listen or? Yeah, I'll hang out and listen. Yeah, hang oh, out. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Good evening. This is Violet Reiki Radio. You're on with Rose and Janet. Hello. 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 Hi. Hey, hi, Rose. This is Joseph. 
Hi, Joseph. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm enjoying your show immensely, as always. I want to tell you, ladies, on the money, your subject touches my heart. You know who I am, and you know the work I do all my life. And your advice and your wisdom is so beautiful and soothing into the soul. I couldn't have spoken better myself. You guys have really done a wonderful job, and I just want to salute your divinity, Janet. Rose, of course, you and I are friends forever, and I just want to tell you, your show is wonderful, and it inspires and uplifts many people. I hope more people would call in and share their experiences I'm having with you. It really touches my soul. You guys are on the money. There's no words I can really say. You just touch my heart and my soul with your wisdom and your enlightenment, and I just enjoy your show tremendously. And keep up the good work. And to the young lady that called in, she's going to be fine. Yes, Janet, you gave her the best advice. She should go check it out medically, but she's going to be fine. And there's a reason behind everything. And the infinite spirit and his infinite wisdom guides us in the right direction. And spirit will guide us to her place of, um, you know, healing and enfoldment and enlightenment. And I'm just so delighted to listen to your show and hear your wonderful words of wisdom tonight. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you, Joseph, for calling in. You're welcome, darling. All right. Take care. <laughs> How sweet. I love it. Yeah. That's Joseph, who uh, I know him 31 years, and after 31 years, he became my Reiki student. So. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. It's never too late, yeah, and he keeps, he keeps saying how much he loves it, and he's worrying about taking level two. But I said to him, you know what, you've been a psychic your entire life. You've been doing spiritual work. You've been doing energy work. And I have no I have no worries to you at level two. You know, it's, it's going to be a breeze. Trust me. Oh, so, level two is wonderful. Yeah, I'm in the yeah. middle of a level two. My last level two, because I have other things to teach. Yeah. Well, energy, oh, yeah. Medicine, is, energy medicine is so powerful. And... Uh, is it Laura or Lori? Oh, uh, Lori. 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 So yeah. while you're on the phone with us, you're you're receiving energy, healing. So um, stay open to receiving it. Okay, I will. We're, we're sending you healing while we're oh, while thank we're you. here. Oh, wonderful. Sure, that's that's part of who we are as healers. As soon as I hear of somebody, I'm immediately sending them energy. Right. And one thing about being a healer is you don't you don't decide what the person needs. You just send them love. And that love heals. And whether you right. call it Reiki or whatever you call it, when you raise someone up with energy, it allows them to use it however they choose. And you want healing on a lot of levels, I know. That's one of the reasons you've called in. So... Yes, you'll be you'll be fine. But yeah, you that, have was nice, that was a nice. That was a nice through. Yeah, I know. That was a nice call in from that. What was his name? Joseph. Joseph. He's a sweetheart. He is just such a sweetheart. Um, yeah. Lori, if if you want, if you go on Facebook and you search Reiki Ward W A R D. You can put up a healing post on the ward there, and everyone who is a practitioner, Reiki practitioner, energy healer on the ward, on Reiki ward, will start sending you healing, and that should help you as well. How do you spell Reiki? R-E-I. 
K I. K I. And then the second okay. word is W A R D, just like a hospital oh, ward. Okay, ward. Yeah, and just yeah, post, we'll you know, for sure do that. Yeah, your Very name cool. and location and what's going on, and they'll start sending out free distance healing. That's what we're all about. We've been doing it for three years to help nice. people who can't afford to go to a Reiki practitioner, wow. and it's all you know pro bono. Wow, thank you for telling me about that. You're welcome. That's a gift. Yeah, so focus on so focus on health. Don't focus on what's wrong. Um, but definitely pay attention to what's wrong. And I have this wonderful story. Can I tell a quick story? Sure, go ahead. So I have I have a blog on my on my uh by Janet Straight Arrow Consulting website that is about if you can heal refrigerators, why can't we heal people? So many years ago, I was uh, I was away at a retreat and my daughter called me from home and said, "Mom, the refrigerator died. We have to throw out all the food." Oh. And I said, "I don't accept that, <laughs> and we're going to heal the refrigerator." So. I said, uh, send Reiki to the refrigerator. And she had a friend staying with her who I had attuned them both and taught them both Reiki. I said, send energy to the refrigerator and tell it to return to its original blueprint of perfection. So they did it and I did it from a distance. And by the time I got home, the refrigerator was working. Six years later, I sold the house with the refrigerator working. Better yet, better yet, six months months after that, my mom in Tennessee had her refrigerator go the same way. And I said, I'm having refrigerator problems now. Do you know that? (laughs) There must be why I told you. Yeah. So send it energy and say, return. See, this is a key. Return to your original blueprint of perfection. Because refrigerators are programmed to die young. And we're not, and I said, I'm putting all this money into my training, my healer's training, and I don't want to spend it on a refrigerator. Right. So, right? Right. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, you have to have intent, you have to have a command, a, a conviction. And you send the energy and return to the blueprint of perfection. So do that on your refrigerator, sweetheart. Do it on yourself, too. Exactly. And I started a car battery with the exact same thing. I've raked my car battery. I've gone to start my car, and it won't turn over. It's like, okay, pop the hood, raking the battery, and the car starts. So, yeah. Uh, Energy is a powerful thing. Yeah. And intention and intention is very important. Oh yes. Yes, yes, yes. Intention is very important. You want to have a strong intention. We're not supposed to go, "Oh, please, please heal me." We're supposed to we're supposed to command healing. Yeah, I, I expect accept the healing. I accept yeah. healing now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> as my uh as my teacher in the Ewan method used to say, we would be doing that and he'd say, Okay, and, and this is what you want and then you say, Apply, apply, apply and that's that's what we're doing. We were applying the, the intent of healing. 
to ourselves, right. to whoever we were working on. That was the intent. Apply, apply, apply. And since it is our nature, it will. It, our body naturally heals. Bones heal, skin heals, right? Everything heals. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we want it to heal perfect health. We want right. it to heal perfectly. Yeah. And let release any any pain, any fear, any memory that's in there and uh get up and go. Yeah. <laughs> well at this at this point, uh Janet, I would like to thank you for being on the show this evening. It was wonderful. You thank have you so, so much, much yeah. knowledge. Thank you for sharing it. Again, you can find Janet at www.bethemedicine.com or also www.janetstraightarrowconsulting.com She's on Facebook um, under Be The Medicine. And Janet, are you on Twitter at all? I'm on Twitter, yeah. Under Be The Medicine and J Straight Arrow. And I'm on LinkedIn as well under Janet Straight Arrow. Great. So, yeah. I'm definitely yeah. out there. Y'all can find her. <laughs> all right. I and if I can so be much. of any help, all the information is there. Yeah. Wari, thank you so much for calling in. Oh, thank you so much. Take care, sweetheart. Oh, I will. I'm going to go to Reiki Ward now. Great. Oh, very good. <laughs> okay, Janet, thank you so much. I'm sure I'm going to invite you back again sometime. Just Keep doing what you're doing because you do it so great. Oh, thank you so much. And you do too. I'm so glad to know about you and what you're offering and how you're sharing Reiki in this beautiful show. And and I will keep in touch with you as well. Many blessings. Great. Blessings, Janet. Take care. Have you a great too. weekend, Bye-bye. everyone. And we'll be back next Thursday. Until then, we wish you love, light, and healing. <laughs>